Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Hello, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 137. I am your host, the Tom Alexander, and joining me as always are the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. You you changed the intro again, Tom. You you amalgamized them. I did. I did. It's the it's the Legends of Dark Claw version of our opening. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I did. Why the worst amalgam one? Well, not the worst. It was just <laughs> the most bizarre. Like you couldn't choose. I don't know. Like I don't know. God, I think I think for Rick it was a joygasm, given that it was Wolverine <laughs> and Batman together. It should have been Cyclops and Batman. Anyway, Chris is also joining yes. us. Yes, hi Chris, the <laughs> Vukani, the vocational Chris Vu. Hi Chris. Good evening. Good, Good evening. evening. That's right. It is the evening of Sunday, April twenty second, two thousand eighteen. And uh, it's uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a big show. We have a we have a pretty big announcement uh, coming up later in the show that we'll tell you about. Um, it involves our next episode and what is happening there, and it will be one you definitely do not want to miss. So we'll talk about that uh, in the back half of the show. But until then, gentlemen, uh, let us roll right into Deportes. And UCF unveiled their national championship banner. And gave out their rings. Everybody dance. Everybody dance. Everybody, everybody dance. dance. It's it's we official. Are, we are the national champions. It's on it the happened. stadium. It's on the stadium. It's very hard to take down. And those dudes have rings, which is phenomenal. So there. So there. Phenomenal. <laughs> so there. I uh, I'm excited about it. Tom, you're excited about it. I absolutely Chris am. Is excited about it. How how will this be viewed? Upon it do in like posterity, it's, care. do not care. It's it'll be viewed the way that all college football national championships are viewed in a sense. The ones that are not, I mean, there's no official one championship. They're all in the eyes of the NCAA. They're all equally legitimate. So it's this is only because of ESPN's PR machine and the big <laughs> conferences, the Power Five conferences PR machine that they're belittling this. Um, if this were 25 years ago, this would not be an issue. Yeah, if it was if it was 40 years ago, you would have multiple schools just declaring themselves national champion anyway. Right, because there are. What did we talk about a couple months ago? It was there was something like two dozen uh, official selectors that the NCAA recognizes. Yeah. So and anybody who those two dozen outlets say is the national champion is a national champion because the NCAA doesn't hand out its own title in that sport. So you don't have to want to admit it. You don't have to admit it. You you don't even have to pretend it happened. It's over. It is. UCF is a national champion, right? It is. (laughs) They are, they are in the eyes of the record books, 50, 60 years from now, they will be just as much a national champion in the record books as Alabama. So there you go. Maybe that's why Alabama fans are so upset. You can be as salty as you want about this for as long as you like. It won't change anything until such time comes to pass as UCF has to remove that because 
somebody did something improprietous. Yeah, right. That's really right. the only thing that's going to stop it. If they find out that somebody was ineligible while they were playing on the team that year, then they'll vacate the title. But uh, but that's that's going to be the only thing that stops it. Yep, that is the only thing that will get that thing taken down. So it is it so, is real. It is as real as any other. And uh, you, you can. You could be, would you say salty is the right word? Oh, yeah. Salty angry? is absolutely the word that the SEC fans are, are over this. They are salty. <laughs> salty is a pretzel. <laughs> if only there was some way that they could have prevented this from happening. Oh, but, but they can't, Rick. They need their made-for-television event. <laughs> Gotta have it. Gotta have Football Mania 32. <laughs> Well, how else will you know if Triple H wins the title? Exactly, or not? exactly. It was the uh, the college football playoff is the the steel cage match of college football postseason events. The ladder match, if you will, we'll go with nice. That. I mean, any any number of things, any it, number of gimmicks. Look, it's if, a gimmick. If, you know, if Auburn had won, this isn't a discussion. Uh, if UCF was allowed into the actual national title tournament. This isn't a discussion. Right. Um, the only reason why this is a discussion is you can't admit that y'all done fucked up. So <laughs> I I don't know why we have to keep defending our school. We don't. I mean, we don't. We're just impromptu doing it to no one in particular, really. <laughs> also, because we we like to stir the shit. Um, that is I mean, very let's true. Just, that let's is just call true. this what it is. Yeah. Very true. So it's real. It's a thing. And uh, we're going to move on now to baseball. We had some interesting baseball stories come out this week, guys. Well, you know, when there's actual snow days in baseball, you're going to have some <laughs> weird stories come out. You are, because writers got to write about something, and that means players got to talk about something. And so Anthony Rizzo, the star first baseman for the Chicago Cubs, Says, I like how you stumbled on Chicago. <laughs> yeah, well, I was gonna say champion, but they won two years ago, so they're they won. Oh, them, okay. But, yeah, but uh, anyway, he says they play too many games. Do you think he right, listens though. to us? Do you think he yeah. listens? Because we've been saying this for two years now. <laughs> but <laughs> but basically, right. he is right. He's right, and everyone, everyone in the media has agreed with him and said he's right. <laughs> but nothing will change. And they all acknowledge no, no. that. And Rizzo himself acknowledges that. <laughs> that nothing will change. But he, he says they play too many games. And he's, he's got a point. Because this year they've had a lot of snow outs in the first month of the season here in April. Because uh, there was some late wintry weather that came. You know, after technically winter was over, um, there's places where it's still snowing. So he's, he's proposing that they begin the season in, say, June. And oh, when, when the weather Tom. is definitely going to be nice and they don't have to have all these makeup games and guys don't get hurt because they're playing in super cold weather. And uh, you certainly couldn't begin the national pastime on Memorial Day, could you? That would be that would be just silly, wouldn't it? Oh, heaven forbid. Heaven forbid we do such a thing. Um, and, you know, we can't miss out on the the sales of all the 42 jerseys on Jackie Robinson Day in April. Uh, you know, because if we don't have a game on Jackie Robinson Day, then how are we going to sell all those 42 jerseys? I, I, I don't want that to be part of the reason, but I, I guess it is part of the reason. Like, I, I know what you're saying here, and it just makes me sad. 
<laughs> we got to play baseball on Jackie Robinson Day. Right. Yeah, okay. But we also, conversely, we don't have to. No. Like we could just. No, there's no law. There's no <laughs> law. But here's the thing here's, here's the real issue, and this is why it won't happen. The players would have to take a pay cut in order for it to happen because they'll be playing fewer games. And while Rizzo says he's more than willing to do it and that it could be, he even offered up some ideas on how they could gradually phase it in and have some guys grandfathered in who have current, you know, the current contracts. Um, The union will never allow this. It will just, they'll never allow it for that very reason. It will result in lower salaries. I, I have to wonder at some point, like when do we just give up on a sport? We can't, you can't give up on baseball. No, no, no. I don't mean, I don't mean that to sound as facetious as it does. Like I, it's not just baseball too. Like it's any sport where they're being offered a way out. Like every now and again, um, you know, you have a pet, you, maybe they need to go outside or they need to, you know, have a cup of water or something. So you put down their food dish in front of them. You're like, okay, now eat. And they just look at you. You're like, just eat the food. No, don't walk over there and sniff yourself. Eat the stupid food. It's right in front of you. I feel like baseball is that animal right now where they're like, well, okay. Like, have you seen the latest meme with, um, I think his name is, um, Adande, Eric Adande. Huh? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah. Who's Eric Adande. Um, I have no idea who that uh, is. Okay. So we have uh, not the, seen the meme is what we're saying. The, the meme, the meme is there's a comedian you standing mean, looking at you huh? mean Eric Andre. Andre. Sorry. Yes. Andre. Pardon the guy me. who has the show on adult swim. Yes, yes. I don't know okay. why I said it. I'm gotcha, sorry. gotcha. Have you seen that meme? That I have not seen that meme, no. It is, it's the Dayquil, and it's, it's the Thermoflu, and it's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things in my head right now. The meme is, he's um, talking to the camera, and it's, you know, like, whatever. And then he's got his co-host, his buddy, <clears throat> is sitting on a couch. Um, oh, I have seen that. And shoots him dead. And then he looks into the crowd, and he's like, why did somebody who isn't me do that? <laughs> so there's baseball shooting what would be solutions to why people don't watch <laughs> baseball. And then looking into the camera and saying something like, if only we could figure out why people aren't watching baseball. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. Reducing the number of games it's alone not going to solve watch. the problem. Yeah. No, because because here, Chris is our resident barometer for such things. Yeah, that's I mean, so I don't know how many had, games are now. Yeah, if there are less. I couldn't care less. <laughs> exactly. There are 162 right now, which is over half the well, close to half the year. Exactly. <sighs> they play almost every day. From April till the end of October. Sometimes multiple times a day. Uh, in, oh, yeah. Yeah, in rare, increasingly rare cases, multiple times a day. Which um, just further states, yes, there are too many games. Like <laughs> <laughs> entirely too many. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, it's great that he's looking out for the health of fellow players. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's part of it. Yeah. Maybe he's a little fatigued from it all. Too. Oh, he absolutely. I mean, he's dealing with uh, with tightness in his back muscles. Um, so he hasn't been able to play every game. And the cold weather, I'm sure, doesn't help. Yeah, and sure. So, okay. So let me, let me just play the devil's advocate and agree with him, right? <laughs> so let's say they do all take a pay cut. They all do play less games in the interest of their health, right? 
Right. Will that perhaps increase their performance for when they do play? So that it'll be more exciting and it'll look more like Pasapolo. <laughs> and Americans will care more. That God, that is a Pisopolo that leagues. is a potential side effect. Um, I that is that is an an argument for the change. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a noticeable difference. I I, I can't think. I, I I don't. I mean, but it is. It's a good point. It's a point in the favor of that that they would theoretically perform better if they were I mean healthy. I'm really reaching here too. Right. You know, I mean like right. I, it, it but in, that is the only well. that is the only way that reducing the number of games alone only that uh would get pe- more people to watch. Just just cutting that number is not going to get people who aren't watching to watch. But I I think one would have one would create the other. That's my opinion. Is that one would create the other. So if they change this, it's going to leave them open to other changes that might help? Just anything, Tom. Just any <laughs> goddamn thing. I mean, just... Come on, man. Enough. Enough. No. You know, just let's... Anything? Is, is anything not an option? Is, like, is the only option just blindly stabbing into the night and never changing. Is that all we can do? In the eyes of the <sighs> union, apparently, you know, you have, this is the problem is you have, yeah, that's... you have the players union that, that cares only about its players and doesn't care about the future of the game necessarily. They're there to protect the players. And I get that that's their job. And you have the owners that care only about lining their pockets and neither party sees the forest for the trees. Neither party realizes that uh, if you don't preserve and adapt the game for the future, then this thing that's making all of you all this money is going to go away. Because they figure, well, it'll at least be around for another 10 years, and that's all any of us are going to be around. So, who cares? It's it's as Rick always like likes been, to say, I got mine. Fuck you. But I I feel like we've been making that joke for as long as that joke has been around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the truth. And it's there's no nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. This is the first time I can think of that a player this notable has said anything even remotely like, uh, yeah, I'll take less money if it means fewer games. Sure. This is the first time I've ever heard any baseball player say, "Yeah, I'll take less money." What was? Period. What did you say the lowest paid professional baseball player is? The league minimum right now, I think, is somewhere around like five hundred fifty k. So for the year, and I assume they they sort of like prorate that to like yeah, they get paid basis. they get paid on a okay. per game basis. Yeah, so divide that so by like, one hundred and sixty two, and that's what they get. So a let's per say game. Would you say? What would they reduce that by? Depends. Like, I mean, he's I mean, not. Like, how if many he's games? proposing, if he's proposing not starting till say June, or even as Rick said, Memorial Day. Okay, so that's the end of May, which is essentially June, but still. yeah, it's, yeah, it's I mean, the end it's of like May, the, it's the final of weekend of May, right. kind of thing. So look at look at it like that. You're talking about reducing it by, I don't know, conservatively saying uh, fifty games, so a third. A third. Okay, so a hundred games total, they would end up playing. They would, yeah, they end up playing say a hundred or a hundred and ten. 
I mean, is it, it is. like a matter of supply and demand? Because like we, we've kind of talked about it before. Like MMA is beginning to get kind of get like a little overexposed, right? Just because there's like beginning? you can't even keep track of like what fucking events there are now. You certainly can't keep track of fucking baseball games. <laughs> so like, if you just like do the whole like you know upward curve of you know demand and downward curve of supply and whatever, and see what the intersection is. If you're going to reduce the amount of supply, would that somehow increase the demand? Also, See, I mean, I don't. That's I, I don't the, know. That's the real that question. Would, would it increase the prestige of the the now 100 instead of 162 games? I suppose it could. I suppose it would make the games count more. It would make for the like games a better matter. turn. Yeah, that's the thing. They would matter a lot more because. You know, like if you look at, say, the NFL, there's 16 games in the season. If you lose seven of those, you're probably not making the playoffs. Yeah, so if you're you just above 50. You, yeah, and, and, you know, conversely, you could lose 60 games in a major league season and have one of the best records of all time. Yeah, if you lose 60 yeah, games in right. a season, you still have 100 win, 102 wins. That's, you know, that's in the top... 100 seasons ever like uh, winning 100 games means you had a very successful year if you could if you can have a if you could have a sport where if you drop 60 games in your sport uh, and, and then everyone goes holy shit they only lost 60 that's incredible <laughs> right something like is wrong well, let me ask you, have, have the amount of games increased over the years? It, it hasn't increased since the early 60s. 1961, they went from 154 games to 162. They added eight games. Okay. So eight games. In, Which, I mean, it's in nearly still... 60 years, it hasn't changed. And before that, it had been at 154 since time immemorial, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, and you know what this is kind of my problem with baseball is we get into these talks chris learns a couple of things but ultimately it's just learning more about like the decrepitacy if that is a word of <laughs> baseball you're just you're like you're like wait great granddad is still alive we should go see him he's got to be 143 years old and you find out he is 143 years old. <laughs> yeah. But do you want to really hang out with him? No, you, know, you like, think you, you don't. should. Like that's you know. You that's... think you should because he's 143. <laughs> like so, I, I, yeah. before we started the show, they they had one of those moments where like, oh, the world's oldest woman died. And I'm like, oh, she was 117. Like, but then um, then I think, is that your grand prize? Like, congratulations. <laughs> You're the last you one out. You get to be that person. Right. You get to have your name in the paper. For however long. You the... <laughs> yeah. Like you're just you're waiting for that guy older than you to die because then that means it's your turn. <laughs> and then and then you're the one. Yeah. And then you get to hold the sword like, over your like head. a Highlander. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's, uh, you know, and there I'm sure the purists are, are gonna argue, well, you know, that's what's great about baseball is it's a war of attrition, it's a long season nope. and could stay nope. healthy and you know it's like no man like really what it is is you just have you just a series of three hour games every damn day for six months yeah. and at the end of it that only whoever is about. not exhausted 
is the winner. Yeah. And then in the last the last three months, somebody makes a run and everyone goes, God damn, you know, that's a really smart strategy. Right, exactly. Not playing your starters for 80 percent of the year. Right. Somebody gets healthy around July 10th (laughs) and they start playing really well and they get they get hot going into the playoffs and then they win the whole fucking thing. Like, it's just. It's silly and it's it's an issue with hockey and basketball and they play half as many games, but it's the same. It's the same kind of problem. You know, in those sports, in those sports, it's even it's even more pronounced because literally half the league makes the postseason. You know what baseball needs, Tom, in general? What? They need football scores. What, like 21 21 to 17, that kind of thing? They need rock and jock. They need to win by here's a number that I'm just going to pull out of the top of my head. Teams need to beat another team 82 to nothing, Tom. <laughs> Rick, wherever did you get a number like that? It, it just, it came to me as though in a dream, Tom. <laughs> you awoke as if from a dream, facing a mirror image that was not your own. I, I Any of those words, yes, whatever you just said. However, it moves us into our next number. <laughs> hoping hoping each time... the howling that... happen behind somebody? The howling? Oh, yeah, Tom, yeah Tom. my dog's freaking out. I think oh, it's yeah, there's she, thunder. She that, thunder or like, fireworks or a stiff breeze. I don't know. <laughs> or be, she knows I'm on the phone. Could be any of those. What do you mean? She likes you. No, she doesn't. Oh, yeah, you she know what? Does. She likes me, too, then. If she likes me. No, no. <laughs> First of she all, she likes our shirts a lot. First of okay, first of all, she's a Rick's, sweet girl. Rick's shirt got torn because of her claws, not because of her her mouth. And and in fairness, I wasn't addressing her properly. I was being Correct. a bad dog and, um aficionado. I don't yeah, know. I, I, don't I wasn't know. I wasn't, you, you, I, wasn't yeah. I wasn't addressing her right. And in in your particular case, Chris, it was an unfortunate accident because I was on the floor and I had fallen backwards. And then you took a step toward me as I was prone. And so she was trying to defend me. She thought I was going to be in trouble. So that was was why. I'll take the physical challenge t-shirt, which I was very upset. Which I was happy to replace. But um, someone who lives in your house asked us not to. Yes. (laughs) Connor? (laughs) We were were specifically asked not to buy you a new one of those shirts. So someone does not like it. I love that shirt. But anyway, <laughs> I have a solution to baseball, guys. Okay, fix it, Rick. Let teams score 82 points a game. Yes. And what you're talking about is what happened in a Massachusetts high school baseball game <laughs> last week. You okay? Oh, God, I'm you all right, Grandpa? <laughs> I'm 143. Tom. Yes, clearly. You need to come see me more. <laughs> I don't I know about that. I have another 30 or 40 years left. <laughs> <laughs> Until Christopher Lambert finds you to decapitate you. You'll never find me. Not since our last meeting in France. Anyway. <laughs> Good Lord. Anyway, um, yes, a Massachusetts high school baseball game uh, last week or the week before ended with a score of 82 to nothing. Um, and, yeah, a baseball game. <laughs> baseball, eighty-two ba- nothing. <laughs> what What's hysterical is the um the coach of the team that won. Uh, the, apparently their school is a much bigger school than the one that lost, and they didn't realize this when they scheduled the game. Yeah, sure. And 
He says he thought it would be a good cultural experience for his kids by going to, to, what? to, to what? This to, other to go town. See the, the poor kid? And that's the thing. I think it's what I think this was was that, yeah, they were going to either the poor part of town or, or whatever, or a team of kids that are, I'm going to guess, not white. Oh. Um, to play them just by and, him saying that. But then he says. He's sick to his stomach because his team did everything they could to not score 82 <laughs> runs. Everything, Tom. We did everything. They told we... kids don't take extra bases, not to sprint. They had kids bunting and jo- or jogging to first base after hitting the ball very far. And he's saying the other team just couldn't make the routine plays. They really? couldn't, Tom. Really? They couldn't do it. It's not my team's fault that they're just so much more athletically gifted than these poor schmucks. Tom, we we tried our best. We just kept swinging away. I I guess we could have, you know, not swung at the ball. But... Is it like, yeah, is there like a sacrifice rule though in high well, school? Like, how they, does this work? They apparently some high schools, yeah, there's a mercy rule. Um, it depends on the state. Um, he evidently said that they, uh they tried to get them to call the game and the other school didn't want to. <laughs> Which I, I mean, really? <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't buy that for a second. We, we tried really hard not to wipe the absolute floor with these poor kids. Tom. We, we did our best, but you know, in the end we, we beat the piss out of them. I'm sorry. It's just it's what happened. Like, what is, what does he have to gain? Like, I don't, I don't know, like, like at at some point, like it's I I just I think about this. There was this sort of like I guess a meme or just a a video that made its rounds, um, in amateur MMA, where this guy clearly was just outclassing his opponent, and after it was probably thirty or forty five seconds of exchanging with the guy, he's like, I'm I'm better than this guy. So at some point, he literally just stepped back like three or four feet and just tapped the mat and he's like, I'm done. Like I, you know, like, I don't want to hurt this guy. Like, yeah. why did this coach not do that? I guess because it would have meant he would have had to forfeit and take a loss. Yeah. Cause that is suggested in the story. Like they could have just taken the L. Yeah. Like what? Like he, yeah. Wouldn't he that have been the, the classier thing to do? Well, that's the thing. Like, of they, course. so they scored 12 runs in the first, they scored 20 in the second. And he said after four innings, they tried to get the other team to call the game. Well, if they're not going to call the game, at some point you have to be the bigger person and say, this is ridiculous. Nobody's learning anything from this. Yeah. Like, like I'll take, you know, I'll take the L if it means we save everybody some embarrassment here. Yeah. Where's the cultural exchange or whatever the hell it is? You know, like, you know, where's the exchange of class? Let me, let me, so let me take, let me take a, let me, let me do a hot take here, guys. Okay. Well, here, there's a couple of facts here too, that we're leaving out. So there really was a misunderstanding in scheduling this game. Um, there are two schools. Okay. So the team that got beat this badly is named Christo Ray. One is a small division three school, uh, much smaller than the team that won. The other is in the same division as the team that won. He, 
didn't realize there were two schools with the same name. The one that is in their division had a good season last year. Um, he thought he was scheduling them until they got off the bus and saw they were at a school that had a, a hundred kids. So the school that lost literally has only 100 students, period. Not 100 baseball players, 100 students. So it was a misunderstanding. But at that point then, don't you say, mm, this could get out of hand. Maybe we should figure out an escape plan for everybody. Right. Like, how do we save face for everybody? Right. You know, like, exactly. So you don't end up looking like an asshole. And then these people just don't look like, I, I don't know what they look like. Just a... a a class team right like it's right that's and that's the problem and the the coach of the losing school was like we don't have a problem with this at all we're trying to be like that program so you know it's good for our kids we're a really young team and i'm like i don't know well that's that's where my so serve up your hot take rick my hot take is this um i'm with you guys in that I think, yeah, they, you know, somebody stopped the damn match, you know, <laughs> right. as JR yeah, would like, say. Uh, yeah. But on the same token, if if the coach and the players are all like, nah, we're good, then I think the only negative here is our coach deciding on his own that him saying, oh, you know, I would have stopped it if only I could have. That's where I say, no, 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 that, that, that's that's the part I don't like. You either win the game or you do the classy thing, but don't don't pity potty. You know, don't don't come back here and be like, oh, if only we could have done more to stop the bleeding. If only (laughs) if only I didn't stand on his throat for seven extra minutes, maybe they could have saved his life. But here's the thing. At what point, though, if they if uh, let's say the winning team had decided they were going to forfeit in order to get this game to stop. Is that not insulting to the other team in some well, way? Again, I, and, and, and so my take is just don't give me this BS line that you did everything you could not yeah, to exactly. run the score up. Right, right, right. Because you like if, if, if you had read this as just giant school accidentally murder fucks small school, your reply <laughs> wow. would have probably been like, it probably would have been like, oh, well, you know, 82 to nothing. That's a hell of a ball game. But right, the, yeah. the fact that the coach. The fact that the coach had to come out and get guys, we really were sorry. We beat your head in so bad. We're it. We were playing only, badly and we still whipped your ass. So we were so yeah. terribly. Like that's that's. You sound like a douche. You know, right, like, right, you, right. It's like it's like this false humility type thing. Yeah, that, that's yeah. my problem. We stopped trying at some point and we still won. It's not our, you know, we, we didn't want to beat you 82 to nothing. That's just what happened. You know, we're really sorry about how badly we beat the shit out of you. Oh, if only we didn't beat the shit out of you so bad. Cultural. That's my part. But, you know, my problem with this is maybe, uh, maybe you leave the false humility at home. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, there's a funny little coda to this story, which is the fact that these two teams are scheduled to play again later this year. <laughs> yeah. um, so the coach of the bigger school says uh, they're not even going to bring the varsity. They're just going to bring the JV. Oh, which is dead. Just what a gem. What a classy guy. <laughs> right. Right. We'll bring the JV and uh, and we'll probably beat them 40. Probably beat you. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
get out of here, man. Like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and, like, I get it. I get it because you have to have a certain number of games on your schedule and they can't change them midseason. So it's not like they could cancel that game. But it's kind of the whole thing's kind of ridiculous. Like, how do you not, I don't know, Google the school that you just scheduled or Google the phone number before you try and figure out, you know, try and book this game. Like, okay, there's two schools with the same name, but clearly they have different phone numbers and they're in different locations. Different zip codes. Yeah. Like, I mean, it seems like a Google search could have fixed this. I, I don't think any of it mattered. Like I said, I, I think the real issue here is the false humility that yeah. I'm not going to stand by. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We tried everything not to beat your brains in. Yeah. There I was with my baseball bat that said bear Jew on it. And wow. I just couldn't stop myself. <laughs> you were dead. Sorry. I got to hand it to again. the other coach though, that, the, the other team, they said, like, you know, we're, we're good. It's a good learning experience from us. Like, that's, or for us, rather. You know, like, that's, I guess that's classy. Yeah, I mean, he that's took what... the high road. I mean, what's he going to say? Like, I mean, he was there. He probably saw them try and bunt and do all these other things that they yeah. supposedly did. So, you know, he's, what's he going to say? Oh, these guys right. are assholes because they, they scored yeah, this many right. runs. But, you know, it wasn't, it's not like a, it's not like a Steve Spurrier football game where, they're still throwing the ball when they're up 20 in the fourth quarter. Like they're yeah, not, gotta, they're not taking extra bases. Like you, you got to play all those innings. You, you just, you got to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's required. You know, it's not a clock where you can kneel and kill out the kill the clock. You have to, you got to get those 27 outs in. Yeah. Somehow. The, um, so th- I have a, I have a question about this. Actually. I, I work with, probably three guys who either play or coach baseball. And I kind of brought it up to them, just the idea, because like, mind you, my exposure to baseball is basically between you guys and them. And they swear up and down that baseball's not dying. What? Um, Yeah. From, from a, especially like a youth standpoint. Okay. Okay. They, they would, you know, since they, they see all the additional leagues that are out there and this and that, that, that there's a lot of opportunity for kids to play and there are many kids that are playing. Um, do you think that with all the CTE stuff coming out that, in fact, I know one of my, my, the guy who gave me my brown belt, Jose, he, his, both of his kids played uh, football, you know, peewee football or sure. junior football. And he took them out of it because he's like, I don't want my kids Mind you, he's a professional fighter. Right. To attend up with like CTE. So I'm going to put them in something like baseball where okay. there's a lot of opportunity. Um, and, and, you know, they can still excel athletically and that sort of thing. And, you know, and, and they don't run nearly as big of a risk of something like CTE, but, you know, destroying their shoulders, whatever. So do you think that like with this sort of like cultural shift away from football that, Maybe I think soccer is definitely going to take a huge upswing. Yeah. Um, do you think something like baseball may have a resurgence because of that? That they it might be sort of like rediscovered that this opportunity is still out there, you know, for kids to to compete and play and and learn and whatnot and and not run just a major risk of injury. 
I think it's a strong possibility. Um, I think I think you're going to see it in soccer and basketball a lot more, only because of the uh, barriers to play. Um, baseball is, I wouldn't say it's prohibitively expensive. Not like say hockey, where you've got to buy skates and a lot of padding and things, but it's a, it's not cheap. So like basketball, you don't have to buy any of your own equipment to play basketball. The ball, the league provides the ball. You show up. That's it. Um, soccer, right. same kind of thing. By shin guards, it's about it. Baseball, gloves are not cheap. Bats are not cheap. Um, a lot of little leagues will provide bats, but you've got to have your own glove. Um, so there's, for some families, and that has been sort of an argument about why a lot of kids in, in uh, low-income areas in the inner cities don't play youth baseball is because of the barriers, the financial barrier. But I think you are absolutely right. I think, I think as, as people start to pull their kids out of things like, you know, th- football, yeah, you're going to see a lot of spillover into soccer and basketball if they want them in team sports and baseball too. Um, you know, you may also see a lot, some spillover into uh, the individual sports. You may see more kids getting into the martial arts or... Uh, tennis. Even though that's kind of an expensive sport to take. Yeah, I feel like that, they don't, that barriers to you know tennis, there. tennis and golf. There's a significant financial barrier as well. But, um, you know, that I think I think you're right. I mean, and and you'll see it at the youth level, but that takes time to sort of incubate and filter its way up. Well, uh, how many professional leagues? For I mean, from a professional standpoint, you said. Like in the, what was it, the 80s, it was baseball. And then came the strike, and that sort of ruined everything. And, you know, America's game now became football, right? Sure. That took 10 years, but was it something as catastrophic as it took something like the strike to make that happen? I don't know. I don't right? know if it was, I think the strike was the symptom, um, or let's say the strike was the excuse a lot of people had used. Because you could see, I mean... they didn't start talking about youth leagues declining until even after that. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe it was the strike then. If you look at it, if you look at it that way, that maybe that turned people off to the sport and people who had kids after 94, um, didn't just chose not to put their kids in baseball and they played football instead. And you know, football was more popular on television and even basketball, basketball saw an uptick in the nineties when the NBA was really popular. Yeah. Um, So it does happen. I mean, a lot of kids started playing golf when Tiger Woods was, you know, came on the scene. So there are, it is cyclical in that way. Um, But baseball has for a long time now has not done itself any favors. No, it's definitely not. It's not, you know, losing new people by any means. Exactly. Exactly. It's not, it's not cool in a lot of communities In some, it's still the thing, you know, and, and, that may be where your friends who are coaching are, are coming from is they're in an, in, in an area where people still care, you know, well, I mean, there well, are people have means too. that's the thing. Coming. If they're, yeah, that's if there are, if they yeah, have the like, means to get, put their kids in baseball. And I mean, baseball is not cheap, especially if your kid is a teenager and starts to get good, they age out of little league. And then there's AAU baseball or American yeah. Legion leagues and travel teams. And that stuff's expensive. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's actually what he's he does. He, he so coaches a travel curious. team. That's the so thing. maybe he's also approaching it from a very very biased standpoint. Of, right, like you know, he's seeing he his perspective may be different. Um, I don't I don't have a kid in youth sports yet, so I'm looking at it as as a fan, and I'm looking at it from the standpoint of of you know television ratings and and revenue and attendance and just in general people talking about it. And how many people actually care? And uh, it's not as many as it was 10 years ago. And it's not as many as it was 10 years before that. Um, so, yeah, I think our perspectives are a little different. But I would be really curious um, to look at numbers like that and see. Um, I would bet that there's a demographic split in terms of areas where baseball is super popular and areas where it's not. Hmm. You know, okay. in terms of the population. Yet we also have countries like Cuba and like the Caribbean, right? Who are very poor countries. Exactly. And who... kids play baseball their whole lives there. And they grow up playing baseball using card pieces of cardboard as gloves and anything oh, they can okay. get their so hands it's, yeah, on. It's not a matter of having the appropriate resources. Yeah. It's making do with what you okay. Exactly. In those countries they make do. There's not a lot of organized youth leagues. They play in the street. You know, that's their thing. All right, I'm I'm just curious, just because I, I I have a very biased opinion of where baseball is. You know, I I, I liken myself to the average person. That's the thing, and that's that's you know, kind of you know that's why it always interests me to run issues like this by you because you're not coming at it as a fan who grew up watching it or playing it. You're coming at it as you know as somebody who, you know, is a regular person. And if yeah, it, and you I'm know, not, if, I don't have a lot of emotional investment in it right. either. You know, if doing so X like, would make you watch it or not, that's a, you know, it's a fairly decent barometer of would doing X do anything to get more people <laughs> to watch it. But I don't know. I was just you know maybe with with I'm curious as to what the numbers are of of enrollment in youth sports. With yeah, and if, I would if it be is too. growing. That I would, would be too. Inevitably, and, uh, it would keep baseball alive come 10 years down the line. Yeah, and I don't think right, it's... Like, however long the... I don't think we're in a... You know, Rick likes to say the sky's falling, and I don't think we're in a position where it's like, oh, in 10 years, Major League Baseball is going away. Well, no, because there's still going to be money to be made, and the kids that are playing youth sports now are going to grow up and be of age to right. start playing professional baseball. Um, yeah, it's, it's much a, more like 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, slow... It'll probably be like boxing. It's like a slow boxing thing. Like, bo die. Yeah, boxing's still around, but boxing is not what it used to be. And part of that right. is with boxing, because it's an individual sport, you've got to have a star. Boxing is at its most popular when you have a, a star heavyweight champion of the world. You or, know, or an, an MMA fighter, <laughs> like getting into it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. you've got to have an attraction. And right. golf was the same way when Tiger Woods was the you know the attraction. A lot of kids who'd never thought about playing golf before picked up golf clubs, you know, and, and it's the same thing in tennis. You have, you know, there's not a lot of stars in men's tennis right now. All the, all the good players are in women's tennis, you know, or all the popular yeah, that, players, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say that's been the case for a while, but I guess it has it's been the case for a long time now. I mean, basically Sampras, ever since the right. William, yeah, Sampras retired, Agassi retired, Federer is getting older. And Federer is not from the U.S., so that doesn't help it in the in our country. Nadal is Nadal is getting older, 
Um, you know, the most the best male tennis player in the U.S. after Sampras and Agassi were gone was Andy Roddick. And when he would compete internationally, it wasn't, you know, he didn't win very much. So it was, you know, men's tennis has had probably a lull for the last decade or so, whereas women's tennis boomed because there were all of these, not just the Williams sisters, but Anna Kornikova, Maria Sharapova, all of these very popular, good star athletes in that sport. So it is, it's cyclical. It's going to be, I think, I think the boxing analogy is a good one, Chris, because yeah, major league baseball may never go away, but it, it may get less popular, you know, very become a niche thing where well, only the diehards are watching would, would leave. Okay. So let's say it does not die, but just, just become like boxing. Okay. Right, where there are a lot of also rands and just a, a very few, like, really, really big names. So, like, how many boxers can you name? I could name, like, three, you know? Yeah. Um, who really, really make a lot of money. So that's going to, I would imagine, decrease the talent pool of people trying to get into it. Sure, yeah. You know, is, is, in, in lieu of going into other sports. That will... I would imagine it would decrease or create sort of like a downward spiral in watchability. You know, like if, if there's just not as good as yeah, baseball as the played. talent level is not as good, then it's the product's not as good. So like, I don't know. I am. I'm just kind of curious, you know, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it could, it's possible. There was a time long before any of us were born that the, the best athletes in the country played baseball. And we're in a time now where that is not the case. The best athletes, generally speaking, gravitate toward one of the other sports. Yeah. Football, basketball, MMA. You know, it's, it's, we're just, we're in that, in that time now. And it could change. It could change again. Who knows? Who knows? Baseball could end up with a star that becomes a household name and a huge thing. And, and it all turns around again. Maybe, maybe. Well, well, yeah, maybe. Just to shorten the fucking games, guys. Like that. <laughs> and the before, season. Yeah, before matter. before they do that, they've got to they got to speed up these games and shorten the season. Like you know, take a Rizzo's you know advice there. <laughs> really, what they need to do is just have a just have a thirty team single elimination tournament. That's all. Just one. It's it's a month. The whole season's a month. You know, honestly, March like, Madness. You make a joke. If you, if you actually did a 30-team double elimination tournament, you'd basically have the season in and of itself. In a sense, yeah, in a sense. You'd have, because if you did a double elimination, yeah, you probably would have, it would take a couple of months. You'd have a season. So, It'd be a very compressed one, but you'd have a season. Which is a really backhanded yeah. way of saying that there's too many games. And yeah, exactly. There's, a, there's somebody else in the news doing some comically backhanded things lately <laughs> yes yes please tell us so well actually i was thinking about letting chris uh of course, explain this certainly chris do you want to do you want to let the world in on this yeah so um daniel cormier he's god I, <laughs> he's a really good mixed martial artist who is he's, he's, he's only the... lost to a notorious cheater say those words He's he's the current light heavyweight 
champion of the world in the UFC. <laughs> Who's his only I mean, losses to? Who are his only got losses? Two losses to yeah. John Bones Jones. Uh huh. Right. Right. Well, that name's he, familiar. We talked about him before, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and he's gone on record saying, you know, I, I don't blame steroids, you know, uh, or excuse me, tainted dick pills. For, <laughs> um, John Jones beating me. You know, because I've beaten other people on steroids before. <laughs> so I should have just beaten him, right? Like, I, I, I get what he's trying to say. Like, What I, he's I saying it. is, everybody in mixed martial arts is cheating. I've beaten lots of other cheaters, so not beating this one cheater shouldn't make me any better or worse. Okay, wait a second. Yeah. He's not saying everyone's cheating. He's just saying He's a saying lot of people are. Spot people who have cheated. <laughs> or not cheated. Well, yes, cheated. Yeah. <laughs> yes, cheated. But didn't get caught. Yes, cheated. But didn't get caught. And some of them did, actually. Josh Burnett. Um, Tim Sylvia. Did he fight Tim Sylvia? No, I'm just saying Tim Sylvia oh, yeah, got yeah. caught, too. Multiple times. Um <sighs> I, I, you know, he, here's the thing, right? He's not wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. He's not this is wrong. my favorite part of the show now. <laughs> but it doesn't make him, I don't know, like, I, I get what he's trying to do. He's Mia Culpa Chris is my favorite like, Chris. Who's the, what, I, okay, let me, let me speak in terms that, that Rick understands. Just Please. Get the wrestling dude, right? Uh, Please. Like, I do know that, like, people don't like, John Cena, or they boo him, or whatever it is, right? Because he's just like, because he's like, like Captain America, right? Um, he's like the Boy sure. Scout, like okay, that sort sure. of thing, right? And and I, I, I think that's like what's happening with Daniel Cormier. He's got this like ultra clean cut image. You know, he's very well spoken. You know, he he is very successful and he's very very good at what he does. <laughs> but for some reason, he just. People should like him. So right? why like, don't you like him, Chris? Because he just comes across as like a pompous, like self-righteous douche. <laughs> but you just said that people should like him. Right. People should like him. I <laughs> should like him. But I don't. <laughs> and, 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 you know, he's the new coach of the Ultimate Fighter. Um, you know, he's, he has a, a legitimate super fight with Stipe Miocic. At the end of it, and I want Daniel Cormier to lose so bad. And this is coming from—he's fighting a guy who's—I don't know—he just—he doesn't talk a big game. He's—he's he's a, a career firefighter for that matter, and a current heavyweight world champion, and doesn't talk a lot of smack, and doesn't try to come across as this self-righteous guy either. And he's completely likable by everybody. Like there's not one, but I like him. I, I don't know what Daniel Cormier can do. Yeah, he's fought cheaters. They've beaten him. and say, But, I mean, like, I don't know. Him coming out and saying this, and I, I get what he's trying to do, but it, it doesn't make him any more likable, I guess. I don't know. Why not? Just, I think it makes him fantastic. Really? Cause he's playing like, it's like the sort of like false humility, though. I mean, but it's not false. That's No, because he's never lost. Right. The only losses he has have been erased from the books. So I uh, like I, I look at the I look at what he's saying is 
there's lots of people cheating. I'm better than most of them. But then this one guy was better than me because he's a much better cheater. <laughs> Is that what he said? <laughs> and I, I love this story because it forces you to accept that Milk Toast Cormier is just a better MMA practitioner than some of your your darlings. And it kills you to admit that. It, it doesn't kill me to admit that. It just makes it very hard for me to root for him, even though I sort of objectively have to admit that he's a better fighter within the realm of that rule set. <laughs> I mean, Listen to all those qualifiers. Many, how many of those qualifiers do you need? <laughs> like, Tom, I'm going to give you seven qualifiers. Do you need eight? Because if you need eight, we might have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's so He's not you, a want to, you, you want Daniel Corbier to go up and wait and fight Stipe? No, he is fighting Stipe. He is? I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't he hear that. that. He I, yo, I, I just didn't believe it because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Stipe's, he's very good. Um, well, but he also outweighs him. I mean, yeah. I mean, but not by much, though. I mean, like, Daniel Cormier fought at heavyweight prior to him dropping, you know, because he didn't want to yeah, fight Kane. True. So he was the strike force world champion at the time too. So it's it's hard for me to I don't know, he, I I think he'll he's a lean light heavyweight, but he's sort of like I I, I don't think he's at out of his weight class. So go steep bay. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I see now why Rick suggested this story for the show. Yep, <laughs> yep, it was. I love it. He plays it makes me t- I just sit here and I just grin. <laughs> anyway, what a fun All right. story. Let's move on to the geek stuff, nerd stuff portion of the show. And uh, gentlemen, it is time for that big announcement I talked about earlier, and that is yes. <clears throat> we we next week on this very show. Uh, we will be interviewing Brian Volk Weiss. And who is that? Uh, it's a name you probably don't know, but if you know the docuseries The Toys That Made Us on Netflix, he's the guy who created it. We will be talking with Brian Volk Weiss, the creator of The Toys That Made Us, next week right here on Those Two Jerks. So if you've got uh, a question for him, email us or shoot us a Facebook comment or tweet us. Uh, you can even leave a voicemail if you want. Uh, we'll try and get some viewer question, listener questions to him. Uh, but we'll, we'll be talking to him on next week's show. So you do not want to miss that interview. Um, I, we have lots of questions about how that series came to be. And uh, the second half of season one is very soon coming to Netflix. And they just got picked up for season two. So we're going to try and pin them down on what... Uh, what what stuff they may cover in season two? Maybe maybe he'll he'll have a scoop for us on one of the toy lines. We'll see an episode about uh, for next I, season. Can, can, can I spoil what I really want to ask him? <laughs> Go can ahead, I, Rick. Go ahead. I want to know if he's going to do McFarland toys. 
I have a feeling that's more of a season Ooh. three thing. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I mean that's like, it's the nineties, right? So like he's they're up to the eighties, right? I mean, they kind of he they, there's sort of a focus on the eighties, but they do sort of seep in. Like in the Star Wars episode, they do talk about yeah, the like more recent the new, Star Wars toys, right. and it's got a BB-8 in the around. Barbie episode. They do the same thing. Um, a, they talk about the competition with brats in the 2000s. So yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, so they kind of weave all eras when they cover a particular toy line. I'm, I'm hoping in the Star Trek episode that's coming in the second half of the season that they'll cover the 90s, the explosion of Star Trek toys in the 90s. And um, your disappointment. Yes, yes. The, all the garbage in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, And he has hinted before that we may see, we'll likely see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in season two. Uh, and uh, some other some other ones. So we'll uh, we'll be talking to him next week on the show. You don't want to miss that. Um, Do you think Toy Biz would be? I mean, like, because all those X Men toys, man. During but that's the, the thing. It would more be he, they're either going to do an episode that's all different superhero toys, or it'll okay. bust off into like X Men or the Marvel yeah. heroes or you know the Superpowers collection from the eighties, which was all DC. Um, I don't know. I'm, part of me thinks that, like, well, anyway, I, we'll find out. Yeah, yeah, we'll find we'll, out. yeah we will we'll, ask we'll, him all of those cool. things when we talk to him. That's really cool. We're really awesome. Yeah. Mostly it's Tom. But it was really cool all the same. <laughs> it's a fun series, too, if you guys out yeah, there. Yeah, if you haven't it. watched it, we've talked about it once, once or twice before on this show. If you haven't seen it, find it on Netflix, The Toys That Made Us. Um, it's It's an eight-part season but only four parts have been released so far, and it's the history of, of toy lines that shaped people of, of our generation. So the first four episodes are about uh, Masters of the Universe, Star Wars, G.I. Joe, and Barbie. Uh, the second half of the season will be Transformers, Star Trek, Hello Kitty, and Lego. So, uh, and it's, it's interesting. Sometimes the characters involved in creating these things are... Uh, are yeah, just as interesting as the characters they made action figures. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm kind of curious about too. Is, I mean, we'll ask him, of, but I mean, like, how much of this is like sort of the editing monster, and how much of this is actually the, you know, they're just some fucking weirdos that work right. in this industry, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, we've we've lots of lots of questions for him, and uh, and we'll we'll talk about it on next week's show. But uh, for this week. Uh, guys, Steven Spielberg is dipping his toes into the waters of DC Comics characters. Which... <sighs> All right. <laughs> um, you know, I challenge. Okay, maybe this leads into what we were talking about a couple weeks ago. What the they just need to not movies? mention? Like, don't say that Blackhawk is. Any sort of adaptation, and just you know, and just roll that. This is a roll. Black. This is the the pilots, right? Yes. Yeah. The squadron of pilots. It's a very sort of niche DC title. Yeah, I would say so. So Steven Spielberg is producing and may direct a Black Hawk movie over at Warner Brothers. Uh, he's was. Evidently enjoyed his experience making Ready Player One for that studio, so he's gonna develop Blackhawk, which, if you're not aware, is a DC property about uh, a squadron of of fighter pilots from World War II, 
uh, and they there's the, their leader is a guy named Blackhawk, who is I guess mysterious, and they face a lot of <laughs> supernatural type enemies uh, as you know regular Joe fighter pilots. God, what was that fucking movie that had? Who cares? <laughs> what was the movie that had like Angelina Jolie as this sort of sky captain pilot? in the world of tomorrow with Jude is, Law? Is that what? Is that yeah. what this is gonna be? No, oh, it's gonna be just as bad, if not worse. I thought Sky Captain was okay. You were literally the only one. I, I yeah, I mean, it was. <laughs> I don't even know what to think. It, it was such a weird looking movie. Like absolutely that. It, yes, it sort of reminded me of like seeing ads for the. I mean, I guess this would be after the fact, but like the Spirit when that came out. Ooh. Yeah, but, 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 wait, 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 wait. Just, just. Let's back the bus up just a minute here, fellas. Who needs a Blackhawks movie? Well, I, well no one. Marv Wolfman, I guess, needs thinks. money. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe it'll be... Okay. I, I would say that the three of us are fairly well knowledgeable, which doesn't... The term doesn't exist, but we're well-versed in comic books. Sure. That's Do you know fair. a fucking thing about Blackhawks? No. Other than uh, what I just, what I just said it. about it was from the Entertainment Weekly article. That's it. <laughs> I, I remember I like, them from the DC New Frontier comic. That's it. And They're I really in DC enjoyed New their Frontier. New 52 run. They had a run All in the eight New 52? Issues they did. Yeah, it, was, it was eight issues. Eight issues. And? Oh, that was it. It was canceled the moment they came on the press. Like, oh, okay. All right. Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody cares. No, the only the only way this movie is marketable is cool trailer and you market the hell out of Steven Spielberg is making another World War II movie. Right. Like you yeah. You That's I, it. That's it. And I, oh, by the way, it's a DC movie. By the way. This, there is not a comic fan out there. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's not a comic fan out there that is under the age of 50 yeah. that gives a rip about this. Right. Like, this is... I mean, it wouldn't... Is there I, such thing as directors playing fan service to themselves? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like... He's never mentioned Blackhawk before. Marv Wolfman but came out later said, and said Spielberg's said it's been... World, it's a World War II Steven Spielberg Right, movie. and that may be... Oh. Here's what probably happened. Ready Player One did pretty well, and Warner hey. Brothers was like, hey, Steven, um, do you want to make like yep. one of these DC movies? What do you like, think about this? We really need them. Like, <laughs> is it going to tie into the fucking extended universe? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would really be the death of it. Right? Like they gave like, them the catalog, and they were like, uh, "Can you, you can have any one of them. I, we don't care which one. Pick. We don't care if you also want to do the Joker. Just do it. Then that's fine. <laughs> you know what? Everyone gets a Joker movie. Right. Tom and, and I are doing a Joker if you movie. Have there. An Oscar, I let it out of the bag. If you have an Oscar for directing, you get to do a Joker movie now. <laughs> um, could this have gone worse? Yes, it could have gone worse. He could have picked. Wait, he, he could have picked which, like Metal Men or Doc Samson or something. I don't know. I think yeah, Doc I mean, Samson like a is pulp better pulp. than this. He could have picked the the challengers of the unknown. Hey, those they're important now. Now, well, Scott I mean, Snyder just brought them back. They also have like like comic book 
esque stories. I mean, like, it's a squadron of pilots. Right, but they take down, like, giant dinosaurs and stuff. <laughs> so it's like, what is that? The Cadillacs and dinosaurs? What was that like? Oh, my remember God. That? Yeah. Was it a video that. game or whatever? Yeah, it was also right? a comic book and a cartoon, I think. Like, is this, is it, this is what? What was that shit? Fucking terrible. Up? The word you're looking for is terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. It is, it is. It's not a good. I mean, you know, it might be awesome. Who no. knows? No. It could be. No. Awesome. Like, come on. No. Why? We can make. Why a can't it be awesome? No, we can't. No, we can't. No, we, we can't. can look at the facts. <laughs> the facts are. The facts are. No one cares about Blackhawk. The facts are. Steven Spielberg makes generally good movies, mediocre to great. Yeah, I mean they're they're good, right? right. Like at the, at his worst, it's mediocre. His worst, it's like eh, you yeah. Know. So I, you goddamn fanboys. <laughs> it's not about being what, a fanboy. We just, we're I'm just, not. No, a just fan. you no goddamn evidence. fanboys, the both of you. <laughs> There's you're no evidence. Here, you're sitting here and you're just hoping and praying and believing. It's not even that, that. this isn't hot garbage. It, the idea of doing it is hot garbage. I'll grant you that. But we oh, have no you. idea how the we have no idea how the movie will be, so we can't say, "Well, oh, this is going to be terrible." Do you think this is some I, sort of like ploy by like Warner Brothers, where they find some you know a guy who his name like it's actually like Spielberg with like the EI swap, <laughs> like El Spielbergo <laughs> from yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not you know, we got the mexican spielberg <laughs> is that what's happening here maybe that's what it is yeah like, maybe that's what it is can't throw enough money at steven spielberg to actually you know <laughs> or maybe black hawk movie maybe they're threatening maybe it's it's like look go see aquaman and keep us making these justice league movies or, or so we're gonna me. sick black hawk on you <laughs> Right. Or, or you gotta sit through you gotta sit through your grandfather's DC comic book movie. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's what this you, is. You gotta you gotta sit through flags of our fathers, but you know with capes. <laughs> no, they don't have capes. Yeah, I mean they oh, just oh, have a big you know, they you have a big hawk. Up? They have a big hawk on their. their you know jumpsuits. who's gonna show up at the end of that movie? Superman. Somebody. Somebody will. Wonder Woman will. Oh. Mm. She'll be in like a dark, like corner, sitting at a desk, saying, yep. "You thought this world was bigger than whatever. <laughs> you thought you were alone in this world." Yeah, because she was the only one that was, you know, technically alive back then, according to this movie universe. So that's what it'll be, or it'll be the Flash. The Flash will show up in some time thing and tell them that Lois is the key, and then run away. <sighs> I just, I, at the end of the movie, I just want to see somebody. I am the Blackhawks. Did you think is, you were alone? Is this so? Is this like Steven Spielberg's like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Oh, oh probably. Oh no. Is that what is that what this oh, is ultimately? I hope not. Or his like Street Fighter, you know, like Rob and Julia. I don't thing. know. Is, is that what this is going to be? He doesn't really have one of those. But uh, I don't know. He's and this is like again. He's producing. He may direct. He's looking at directing. But he's got two movies in the pipeline already. He's doing Indy 5 and he's doing West Side Story. So, uh, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's happening. Spielberg's That's remaking West Side Story. That's enough. Move, move along. Move <laughs> along. That's enough. I'm going to start disliking Steven Spielberg. <laughs> 
So who Enough. knows if he'll direct Black Hawk? But uh, it looks like it looks like we're getting a Black Hawk movie. I, I can't, whether we want to or not. I, I have to. I have to see light of may, of day again. Well, this is terrible. Unfortunately, this next story is not any more sunny. I'll tell you that right uh, now. No. Yeah. So let's let's all eat some member berries and uh, member Smallville. I do. I do. Member, member, member Chloe Sullivan. She was cute. Yes, the actress who played Chloe Sullivan, Allison Mack, uh, was arrested this week on charges oh. of conspiracy to. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let me make sure I get this correct. Uh, uh, let's see. Slander. She's accused. Okay, so she's arrested on sex trafficking charges, basically. Oh God. She is accused of helping recruit women for a uh, sex trafficking cult called Nexium, uh, where the women... Isn't that what you could order over the counter to help you with your heartburn. memory loss? Nexium yeah, is a Nexium heartburn is, medication. Yeah, that's the, uh, the um, purple pill. This is spelled it? differently. It's N-X-I-V-M, but it's oh, Nexium. Uh, Very true. The, um, but evidently, she got mixed up with this cult, uh, allegedly, and the leader, the leader is a guy named... Uh, where is it? Keith Rainier, or they called him Vanguard. Yeah, women, Vanguard one. Women were told that this was a female empowerment sort of support group, and it turned out to be a pyramid scheme in which the women were brainwashed, uh, branded with this guy's initials. Yeah, like and literally branded. Literally branded and uh, used for uh, sex and other forms of labor to the benefit of this guy, the only guy in the whole organization. This story's been going on for a while, and there have been all these, all these, you know, rumors and things that Allison Mack, the actress who played Chloe Sullivan, got involved in this. Um, there was even a story on it done on—I can't remember if it was Dateline or one of those type of shows like earlier this year, yeah, in 2020 or something. Um, she wasn't mentioned in that episode, but they did talk about Nexium and. Uh, it's just a very odd, strange turn of events. Um, it turns out also that Kristen Croik, who played Lana yeah. Lang, got kind of her name got dragged into this for a moment uh, because evidently I mean, she was involved yeah, she, with a Nexium group many years ago. I guess back when they were doing the show, and uh, she went to one of their seminars, and uh, she said that she had no idea that any of this was going on, and uh, is glad she left the group and and. Uh, you know, is you know basically denies having any involvement in the crimes part of it. Um, but just weird that like she would go from being on you know television to being in this cult. And really, I mean, it's called Nexium. How do you know it's not a cult? It's named <laughs> uh, after yeah. a per, like an over-the-counter heartburn medication. I... I don't know, man. Like, is like okay. So, what has Allison Mack done? Wait, well, what I was gonna after. say before you get, before you get started on here, I just want to say one thing. So, you're saying, Tom, that Allison Mack had a secret world? Okay, that's <laughs> Alex Mack. <laughs> that was a show on Nickelodeon, not her. Different person. We're just we're person. really we're, that's all I'm getting. That's all I'm yeah. gonna get for that. That's yeah. gold. That yeah, was gold. It was it was it was bronze. You guys are dicks. <laughs> never actually saw that show. But uh, I didn't either. I've never watched it. I know of that was, it. I think I've that might have been it. after 
that's like that's the later snick right yeah or not snick yeah Um, snick snick yeah yeah um but evidently the women who were who were brought into this cult were forced to turn over either nude pictures of themselves or damaging information on a family member so that they could be blackmailed into staying and doing what they were told Um, it sounds a whole lot like who is the that's like the Scientologists, right? Like, don't they do that? I mean, no, to, no, 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 no. They've never been accused no. of sex trafficking. Let's get it. No, let's. They've been accused of a lot of other things, but not sex trafficking. Let's not add that to the list, guys. Um, but, uh, but Allison Mack and Keith Rainier were both uh, arrested this week. They face each up to 15 years in prison if they're convicted of the charges. Um, so, hey, I mean, you might not be doing that well. Uh, but you're not currently about to go to jail for, you know, sex trafficking. Right. But and I you mean, were on a very popular show. I just show want to know, point. like, I, this is, it's such a s- bizarre story. Like, it's, the only thing I think that would be more bizarre is if we found out that, like, Wayne Knight, like, Newman from Seinfeld, was recruiting geeks to be sex slaves, like, in Thailand under the guise of like, we're going to get you, you know, make you socially acceptable to women and have you shower. And it was called something like Lipitor. Like that's the only thing I think that could be strange. Like, strangely directed to the point. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, like maybe that's what, maybe we need to start a cult. Evidently that's a way to be get money. Really convincing. Right. Or, I guess, or or she had to be at a, like a really low point in her life, like I, one I mean, of one of those, or both. You she, know, like she is. I guess she mentioned on her website, uh, an archived version of her website. She said she that he mentored her over several years, and that was where she got her unconventional acting style that gave her a deep connection to humanity and the nature of humanity. So oh, she's been mixed up with this God. dude for a long time. Oh, it's my nature of humanity acting. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, it causes me to run to the bathroom a lot these days. My yeah, nature of humanity. I bet. <laughs> Lay off that Nexium. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I inject the Nexium into my eyeballs. <laughs> this is what we're doing now. This is what we're. I think. I think we should start this geek cult now. Let's start Lipitor. L P T one O R. One zero. If you follow Lipitor, you will know the glory. <laughs> Of of your fellow man right. by way of Scott Snyder comics. Yeah, we'll empower so just, we'll empower you gamers, you stinky funky gamers, and empower you to uh, to leave your basements and actually become productive members of society. Put down the put down the code red Mountain Dew and the pepper the jalapeno popper Doritos <laughs> and come join us in Lipitor. Such, I mean, it's. I really did like that show too. I mean, like, <laughs> well, Smallville had nothing I mean, to like, do with it. I, yeah, I like that somehow. Like this, this tarnishes Smallville. No, <laughs> it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, do you know what tarnishes Smallville? Smallville. The last Smallville. three seasons of Smallville. Yeah, like Smallville. The first two seasons of Smallville. <laughs> So wait, yeah. I'm saying the last three. You're saying the first two. So that means half no, its I'm, run I'm, I didn't say you is were bad. Wrong about the last, the last three either. I'm just saying. I know that's what I'm saying though. So if I say the last three are bad and you say the first two are bad, then that means that five of the ten seasons are not good. <laughs> Have you watched The Simpsons lately, Tom? 
Dude, evidently The Simpsons lately is good again. Mm-mm-mm. Depends on who, who you're asking. Yeah, but, you know, if I'm asking you, nothing is good. That's not true. It's absolutely true. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, there are good things. Yeah, name one. Um, so I've got this copy of Spawn number one signed by Todd McFarlane. <laughs> You've had that for a while, haven't you? You're ruining the ambiance. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what's good? You know what's good, Tom? We uh, we haven't had a good lightning round in a while, and I'm feeling it. I'm okay. feeling a good lightning yeah, round. Yeah, I was hoping I was hoping there would be a little more debate on this next story, but we don't have the time. But uh Stars has canceled Ash versus Evil Dead uh after three seasons. Um there are some indications that piracy may have had been a factor in the low ratings, or at least that's what Stars thinks. Uh back in the fall. Uh, Bruce Campbell uh, said, and this was the beginning of this current season, that he said that you know they were they didn't know if they were getting a fourth season, and he said that uh, they they discovered that Ash versus Evil Dead was one of the most pirated shows on the internet, and that it was being blamed for the low ratings of the show. Which everyone I know who's seen it said it was really good. If you like the Evil Dead movies, um, it is really good. If you like the Evil Dead movies, I, I saw it. You know how I saw it? Yeah, on Netflix. On Netflix, right. Which is a perfectly acceptable way. Exactly. Exactly. It's not pirated at all. And you're watching your season behind because yeah. the current season right. is not so on they, Netflix yet. Do they take that into account, though? I mean, I'm sure do they, they do. Like I, I'm, they, they should. I'm sure they do. It, because they Netflix knows how many people are watching a given thing. And Stars gets a, a flat fee, basically, from Netflix to license the show for a certain amount of time. You, you know what I think really really is going on here more than anything tell me like honestly please this is my i this is not even me being facetious or or a jackass the show's on stars okay most people have already cut the cord to begin with now you say you can't have the cord cut and you need to have one of the premium channels so that's like only you know 60 people left on the planet yeah, but that's not like, true cause, because i mean if you look at like like last week tonight with john oliver and westworld and that's hbo plenty of shows. hbo go hbo go exists yeah but stars has its own app as well really what's it called nobody knows what it is it's called stars on stars on the go or something it's, it's ah it's there they have one they have one this is happening not because of piracy I'm gonna I'm gonna thin this. I'm gonna I'm gonna lightning round it. It's it's just it's because it's on stars. And as much as I like the show and I do, it's very fun and very well done. It's a very niche audience. Sure it's a it niche is. audience inside of a niche audience. See, yeah, it really thing. is. And here's it's the like... here's the here's the issue I have though. In my experience, a lot of people in that niche audience are the people who are like, if that, I'm not paying for it. I'll just go on Pirate Bay and get it. No, because maybe. they don't want to wait. They don't want to wait for it to come on Netflix like you do. Right. They want to watch it right now instead of waiting a year because it took it took a year and a half before it hit Netflix. Um, so they would and they don't want to pay for stars. So because, you know, it's the man giving money to the man. And so instead they pirate the show, which they get no credit for and the show gets canceled. So by loving your thing so much, you had to have it right now. You killed it. Eh, 
I also think that the show may have only had three seasons in it, honestly. It's like, and it's entirely possible. I haven't watched it. It is entirely possible that if they had made a fourth season, it would have been awful and gotten canceled anyway. Who's to say? Who's to say? But this is this is the most this is the first time I can remember that the star of a show has said, you know, it's uh we it's pretty clear this is being pirated a lot and that may kill us. And then it gets killed. Meh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if this was a show that had major cultural happenings like Westworld or something, we could talk about it. It's a niche show of a niche move. It's a cult, cult, cult. You're absolutely It's the cult correct. of a cult of a cult. I'll yeah, give you really. That. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not even called Lipitor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with you there. It is, it is a very niche audience. So, moving on then. Uh, we have a director for the Mask movie. That Paramount's nope. still hell bent on making. What's the matter? We're talking about we talking about mask. We're talking, we about, talking mask? about mask. Hey, mask is awesome. Okay, you leave mask alone. Uh, okay, you're gonna be first in line to see this movie. Oh hell no! <laughs> unless, not unless the trailer's good. You're <laughs> gonna be two hundred. <laughs> we'll see. I doubt it. You gonna see this in the theater? No. <laughs> Again, you're gonna rent it at Redbox. Not unless the trailer's good. No, I'll wait. For, I'll, it'll come on Netflix. <laughs> Look, I go to the theater and I pay for the things that I really need to see in the theater. But anyway, F. Gary Gray, the director of Straight Outta Compton, and uh, he also uh, did the most recent Fast and Furious movie, Fate of the Furious. Uh, has been tapped by Paramount to direct Mask, which at one time uh, was going to be part of their shared universe involving uh, G.I. Joe and Rom Space Knight. And uh, what was the other one? Visionaries? I think it was Visionaries. Anyway, um, no word yet if that's still the case, but I know we talked a while back that uh, it looked like that was not the case anymore. But this mask movie is uh, moving forward, and uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but it is cool that they got a guy who directed, you know, a super-powered car movie to direct a movie about super-powered vehicles. <laughs> and Straight Outta Compton don't... was really good. Yeah, I don't know how one bleeds into the other. I don't Tom, either. So no, I really no. don't either. <laughs> so I'm really good at making souffles. Oh, good. Can you give me a haircut? I don't, I don't know if that's the case entirely. That may not be a direct analog. Like that metaphor may be a little bit over the top, but uh, okay, I get, okay. I get you're what really you're driving making, at. You're, you're really good at making souffles, huh? Okay, great. Uh, I'm going to need you to make me um, a medium rare steak, please. Okay, all right. I'll give you that one. That's. I'll let you have Thanks. that. <laughs> I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> and speaking of movies based on a toy franchise... Well, wait, what say you guys? Chris, were you a mask guy when you were a kid? I, you know, I remember the toys. I right. don't remember watching the, the show. Yeah. Hey, there it's... was a comic book and a cartoon. It was a big thing for a minute. Mask was actually, if I remember correctly, though, just from my my later knowledge, it's it was supposed to be related to S.H.I.E.L.D., right? 
or something like that? Uh, no, later on, they tried to tie it into G.I. Joe. Which G- wasn't G.I. Okay. Joe is supposed to be S.H.I.E.L.D.? Not that I know of. No? Okay. I don't know. Marvel did make it, make the G.I. Joe comic for many years, but I don't know if there's a connection. I thought, like, like Hawk or somebody was supposed to be, like, Nick Fury's son. Or, I, I oh, really? I never knew that. Yeah, some, some sort of strange... Um, like connection in that sense, but you know, I don't know. I I I didn't watch it. I I do know that it was just like they had like a the head guy drove like a semi trailer or something. Yes, he did. The head guy drove like three or four different things, but one of them was a tractor trailer. Yeah, I you know I'm not. I I I didn't realize there was a market for. <laughs> no. I didn't realize yeah. there was a market for this. That's all you needed to say. Correct. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Unicron, what is the word though? What is the phrase? Monetize the IP, right? Monetize. We gotta monetize all this IP. <laughs> we got so much IP just laying around. We gotta monetize this shit. <laughs> gotta figure out a way. Figure out a way. Rick, were you a mask guy? Oh, absolutely I was. I had almost yeah. all the figures. Yeah, I had I had a lot but of I, was I had a lot kid. of the vehicles and stuff. No, I, I I was a mask guy. We've been over this a couple of times. On yeah, the I show, remember but... you. Yeah, you mentioned that now because you were a GI Joe guy too. Yeah, and they came from the same but ultimately, company. Ultimately, this is uh, this is terrible, and I <laughs> I, I have nothing more to say about it. <laughs> That's your catchphrase. This is terrible. <laughs> oh. Listen, the other fat Jew has it stinks. So I got to come up with something else. Wow, that's a blast from the past. Anyway. Speaking of movies made of to- made based on toy lines, Sony Pictures has hired a team of directors to do the new Masters of the Universe. Uh, we told you a while back that David S. Goyer, noted hack and writer of Man of Steel, <laughs> and co-writer of the the Dark Knight movies, as well as a director of Blade Trinity and creator of the Krypton TV show on Sci-Fi. The soon-to-be-canceled Krypton TV series. I hear it's good, though. I, I know yeah, one yeah. person who's seen it and liked it, and this is a person is not a superhero person at all, um, but they enjoyed it. But uh, I cannot uh, raise the gumption to watch it. I just I started to watch it. I got about five minutes in, then I had to go like change Connor or something. But <laughs> and I, did I, not I care enough to go back, it seems. I I want to. I mean, like, like I don't have the to want be, to. Yeah, I, I, I just don't have enough time to go back and do it. I get, I don't know. They, they spoke with like British accents. It was really strange. I guess that's what yeah. makes people. We're not even talking about Krypton. Move on. This is, no, no, I'm not. I'm not allowing the show to give a commercial to that pile of poo. <laughs> but Rick, it has Adam Strange in it. Adam strangle you. <laughs> anyway, David Goyer uh, wrote the script and was going to direct this, and now he's not. And instead, uh, Aaron and Adam Nee, the Nee brothers, are going to direct Masters of the Universe. Um, they got attention for a crime. I, this just sounds weird. The Mark Twain-inspired crime comedy thriller Band of Robbers. I don't even know what that is. That a Mark Twain inspired crime comedy thriller. What the hell is that? 
Anyway, maybe that'll right. work for something that's a mashup like Masters of the Universe, where it's fantasy and technology and and steroid use all together. <laughs> I don't know. But well, we, uh, isn't that just the our, WWE our, though? Yeah. Like I we just had our the He Man movie we've been wanting since the tell or the uh the toy line was out in the eighties. It was called Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Right, like that's that not entirely time. wrong. Yeah, it's got a good point. You really, really point. do have a good point there. Like we, we got the the He Man movie we wanted all these years. It's, why, why do we need this? I can't really argue with where you're going there, Chris. But we need this because the people who made Masters of the Universe didn't get a dime from Thor Ragnarok. So and we got to monetize that IP. Exactly, exactly. Thank you. We have to monetize that IP. And this is the way to do it. We hire these these indie film guys to make masters of the fucking universe. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But uh, well, it's it's evidently it's going to happen. I think we'll see. John Woo was supposed to direct this at one time, and and that was when he was popular and he couldn't get this off the ground. I don't know about this. I don't know. Okay, boys, it's time to enter the home stretch. I think. And uh, that means I have a question for you, Chris. What's pissing you off? We 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 touch upon this often, and I it, it we we constantly go back to this this whole thing. <laughs> uh oh, it's time. Time is definitely pissing me off, and and in in fact, it was via conversation with your wife this morning. Um. That I just, I really am getting tired of time passing by, especially, and, and, and now that I have a son, right? Like, I, I, I sat there and I did the math this week for some reason, I don't know why, and, and I literally, I, I spend more time at work looking at these eight yutzes throughout <laughs> the week than I do literally with my family. Yep. And, and, you know, it's, it's very, it's upsetting. You know, here, here I am, I have no longer a newborn. He's, he'll be eight months old tomorrow. And then there are all these cool little things that he's literally developing day by day. And, um, and I'm not necessarily missing it, but you know, I, I come home, it's like five and to try to balance, you know, my sort of like hobbies anyway, along with like trying to help raise my son. It's, it's very upsetting. There's so little time nowadays. Um, so that's, that's really pissing me off. It's not, I guess it's not, pissing me off is just more upsetting but you know that just it sucks it, it, and it is rather upsetting so yeah <laughs> okay fair enough rick <laughs> what's pissing you off sinus infection i knew tom. it i was gonna guess it i was gonna guess it. sinus infection is pissing me off tom <laughs> it's going I don't around like my crap, house man. too I don't like getting older, Tom. I don't like developing things that I've never dealt with before. I didn't. I've never had one of these before. No, my whole life, I've but never had it. Have you never had, really? I thought you no. said you had one like last year. So I thought I did. So okay, wait. You ever had the flu? Yes. Have you ever had the flu though? Not a really bad cold. No, no, no. The, the flu, flu, like with a fever the where flu. you can't leave the house for three days. Yes. Where at one Multiple point times. you sneeze, vomit, and shit your pants? Well, that's not the flu, Rick. That's a lot of other things. 
<laughs> well, but with the flu, that can happen. That though. can like, you, happen. It, it can happen. Yes, that yeah. has not happened to me, but it can happen. Okay, so me. I've had I've had a lot of colds. Yeah. Right. I only had the flu, swine flu specifically, once. Uh huh. And that was hell. Like the flu is no joke. If you've never had the flu before, and you get the flu, you go, "Oh fuck me." I've never had the flu yeah, before. This is why now. people die from this. Right. <laughs> so I thought I had a sinus infection in the past. And maybe I did. Who knows? I have never dealt with something like this before in my life. This is day, let's see, Thursday, I went and got my amoxicillin prescription. Uh-huh. Okay. It's Sunday. Yeah. I still sound like this. Well, sure. This is a marked improvement. <laughs> this is an improvement. This is this. I am. If you had heard me two days ago while I was at work, people were like, why are you here? You can't even talk. And my response was, well, I'm either miserable here or I'm miserable at home. At least here, I'm not losing vacation time. Oh, God. And because are you contagious? It, no. OK, that's the I, 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 because I'm already on the amoxicillin and because it's just a sinus infection there's almost no way for it to be communicable right it is just abject misery (laughs) i can't work out i can't go to the gym i can't barely talk i can barely breathe (laughs) and what's really 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 weird is if you ask me how i feel my response is actually i feel fine well, you sound like hell. I sound like hell. I can't really do much of anything, but I actually feel fine. And it's because it's a sinus infection. It's only in that spot. Right. So you just can't breathe. Basically. Essentially. It's really pissing me off. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. You sound very, um, well, happy is not the word. No. Oh, thanks. Thanks. So different for me. Usually my <laughs> my go-to ten line is how gleeful I am. That's true. That is true. Tom. Yes. What's the purple wall? <laughs> no, ask me the actual question. Oh, sorry, sorry. What's pissing you off? Well, Rick, I'll tell you, and it's the purple wall. Oh, what's that? <laughs> All right. So um if I I Okay, it's this wall at the Magic Kingdom in Disney World. Where everyone thinks that when they take a picture in front of it, they look really good. And it is a purple wall. And it is on the outside of a restaurant in Tomorrowland, right? And it's, it's a social media thing, apparently, where people take a picture of themselves in front of the purple wall. And they put it on social media. And, you know, oh, I look great. The purple wall makes everybody look great. Let's take a picture in front of the purple wall. And it's gotten to the point now where Disney has supported it by painting a design on the purple wall. And here's the problem. The purple wall is along a five-foot-wide walkway that is a major thoroughfare to get out of this fucking restaurant. (coughs) So, I had to deal with, on multiple occasions yesterday, not just the heat and navigating a stroller through the throngs of jackasses at the Magic Kingdom, but through the lines, and I'm not kidding, lines of people waiting to take their photo in front of this stupid purple fucking wall. 
It is a purple wall. There is nothing special about it. They, the design on it now is just a stupid geometric pattern. It means nothing. But everyone it's, it's not just, has to take their effing picture in front of it. It's like pink and lavender and red. It's 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 close to a lavender color. There's no red. Oh, okay. Because I'm looking at I'm, I would, I just hashtag the purple wall on Twitter just to see what what I'd find. And uh, I'm I'm finding a lot of people taking photos in front of a purple wall. Yeah, yeah. There's actually some schmuck called the purple wall, but I don't think he has any relation to Disney. It was Good on un- you at the purple wall. <laughs> it's apparently a big thing on Instagram. Uh, oh, the gram, huh? I got to uh, go to the gram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Disney, Disney, so many people found the purple pigment of the wall to make an ideal Instagram background that it earned its own hashtag, hashtag purple wall on Instagram. And uh, Disney gave it an updated color scheme earlier this month because so many people like taking their pictures in front of it. Well, Tom, if I may. Oh, now I see it. Yeah, lots of triangles. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting thought to you. Um, why'd you have to go to that restaurant? Uh, because, long story, but basically we were with another family and you have three kids under the age of seven and it's that restaurant has you know the, the shit that kids eat. So that was where we went. But you knew that the purple wall was going to cause issue. Uh, I didn't at the time. Ah, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know about that the purple wall even existed. I didn't I know it was a thing. I thought you were already aware of this. And no, I was going to chastise no, no, you. No, 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 no. I got there and we're walking out of the restaurant, and I'm like, I looked at my wife and I said, "Who? Why are these fucking idiots all waiting in line to stand in front of this purple wall?" And she's <laughs> like, "Oh, that's the purple wall." I'm like, "Obviously, what does that <laughs> mean?" And she's like, oh, people think they look good in front of it and they use it on Instagram. I'm like, are you kidding me? And they were, I mean, they were literally, they were like 10 deep waiting to take a photo in front of this stupid wall. And it, the walkway is like the main walkway out of this restaurant. And it's literally five feet wide. And you can't, you have to walk in front of people's pictures or make the entire line move so that you can get out while they're busy just looking like morons or making duck faces in front of the goddamn purple wall. This is stupid. People are stupid. Stop living your life fucking Instagram. And you know what? There are thousands of walls at Disney World. They're all different colors. Go fucking stand somewhere else. Don't need to line up for a purple wall. This sounds like something very reasonable that you'd be upset about, Tom. Reasonable that I'm upset or reasonable for people to do this? Neither, actually. But, you know, that's not the name of the show. So <laughs> It's horrible. People are idiots. People are idiots. Anyway. I'm just amazed that that's something that could spread so much to the point it would be an issue. You know, like, it's the power of social media, right? Well, that's the thing. And here's, here's the thing I think that maybe makes me the most angry about it is that something this stupid can spread like wildfire to the point where Disney will start repainting this thing to get people to come back and take more pictures in front of it. Uh, yet we can work really, really fucking hard on something <laughs> and not spend on Instagram. And that makes me really angry. <laughs> really angry. 
Okay. Chris, what did you learn this week? Um, just kind of going back to what what pisses me off. I've I've sort of like had to reexamine my life and the way I budget my time, and I just realized that I just need to to budget my time better and and to not be so selfish with it. I guess. Um. That's that's the biggest revelation I've had. Mm-hmm. You know, legitimate. We all learn it eventually. Rick, what, what did you learn? I try. No? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in your case, a sinus infection. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what did you learn? Um, I learned that I can function off of almost no actual uh, blood in my system. What? Just all drugs. Just all drugs. <laughs> You think it's all been replaced by drugs now? Let me tell you what I do, Tom. I I take my amoxicillin twice a day with thermoflu. Like, I don't take them separately. I just take them at the same time. Okay. Between that... Be healthy, man. Like, I don't give a shit. My liver's fine, probably. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> between that, I have naproxen, for my various headaches and ailments. You just you just take and that every day just for no have... reason? No, no, I just once every this is today. Just today. Just today. Okay. Uh I had to take a couple of hits off one of my inhalers. Yeah. To keep me from wheezing. Sure. So I'm fairly sure that I'm 72% drugs right now. <laughs> and none positive none of you know fun, positive, like mellow mushroom kind of ways either. Look at it like this, though. Being 72% drugs is means Keith Richards is going to live forever. So maybe you just became immortal. <laughs> We've been over this. I know I'm immortal. Remember? 143-year-old great-granddad. Yeah. So you'll, you might live to see baseball be popular again. I might live to see baseball be the end. I'm going to be the last fan. It's like I'm going to be the fan <laughs> of baseball. You're the guy. The right honorable mayor of Major League Baseball. (laughs) We'll get you a sash. My, yeah, I need more sashes. (laughs) My ticket is every day's. Is the gate? (laughs) I am the gate. (laughs) When does the game start? I don't know, Rick. What time can you get here? (sighs) Three fifteen. Three fifteen, guys. Rick's gonna be here. (laughs) That's when we'll do it. (laughs) Tom. Yes. What did you learn this week? Um, I learned a couple of things, actually. Um, The first one uh, is you might be interested to know that one of the best movies of last year is one hardly anyone, including me, ever heard of. And I saw it last night. It is called Brigsby Bear. It was an independent comedy that came out last fall. You're absolutely correct. Did you see it, Chris? Or have you that I'm correct that you didn't hear it? No, I'm saying like you're you're correct in that we've never heard of it. Yeah. Um I, I can't I can't say too much about it without spoiling some really key things in it. Um, but it's basically about a guy who lives a very sort of insulated life and he has watched this kids show his whole life called Brigsby Bear. And it's about a it's basically a sci fi fantasy show with a guy in a bear costume. And the show has literally grown up with him, but one night his whole world gets turned upside down 
like life-changing. And he also finds out that the show has been canceled. And so he decides to cope with this change in his life by uh, continuing the show on his own. And it becomes his way of sort of relating to people and dealing with the world. Um, it's a comedy, but it's also a drama. It's got Kyle Mooney from Saturday Night, L- Saturday Night Live. Mark Hamill is in it. He plays a big role in it. Greg Kinnear, uh, Claire Danes. Um, just a really different original movie, which we don't say a lot of anymore. And, uh, and funny and touching and heartwarming. And uh, if you can find it, uh, find it, get your hands on Brigsby Bear, and definitely watch it. Um, it will be well worth your time, I promise. Um, the other thing I learned this week is that, man, Vegas was dying to have a sports team. Holy shit. I went to Vegas last week for work, and um, the Vegas Golden Knights, the hockey team, are in the playoffs. They are so rabid about hockey in a city in the middle of the fucking desert. They love hockey out there. They put a hockey jersey on the Statue of Liberty outside the New York, New York casino, like a giant hockey jersey. Um, there, was, there were watch parties at the pools and many of the Vegas hotels on the Strip for Game 4 when they swept the LA Kings earlier this week. Um, every TV and every bar uh, was tuned to Game 4 the other night. Um, and not to mention that they're a first-year expansion team that's in the second round of the playoffs, which I don't think has ever happened. Um, pretty amazing. And now that they've gotten past the first round, they went from being 200 to 1, uh, having 200 to, uh, 200 to 1 odds at the beginning of the season to win the Stanley Cup, now being the co-favorites to win the whole thing. So um, pretty amazing, and I can only imagine what kind of hell will be unleashed when the Raiders move there in a couple of years. So that's what I learned. I wonder, like, why hockey? Uh, hockey is it was like the, the first untapped resource. I think part of it is is hockey was the first of the professional leagues that decided it didn't care as much about the gambling and just moved there. Um, the other leagues stayed away for a long time because they were like oh, gambling. We can't be around associated with the gambling. Um, and hockey was like, you know what? Fuck it, we're moving. And once they did, it sort of broke the seal. So now the NFL is going there and uh, who knows what else. But these, te- these people wanted a sports team for a long time. And they are behind those, those nights 100%. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. Uh, Rick, if people want to uh, tweet us, I don't know, a question for our guest Brian Volkweiss next week or maybe a home remedy for a sinus infection, how can they do that? They could tweet us by going to the Twitter machine, usually reserved for being outraged at the latest thing our president has said, and actually searching for at those two jerks. Please make sure you spell out T-W-O. And if you want to be outraged with us, I welcome it. It would be something fun to talk about on Monday when I'm slamming my head into my desk, trying to breathe through my nose. (laughs) Okay. Chris, if they want to find us on the Facebook, how do they do that? Uh, Facebook forward slash? Yeah, yeah. Backslash, forward slash, whatever you want to call it. Slash. Uh, those two jerks. That's right. Spelled T-W-O. Mitchell. Why are you making Chris the villain and telling people to go to Facebook? <laughs> oh, stop it, Rick. Where you're, yes. I mean. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> grouch. Just a grouch. An old grouch. You should get a netty. <laughs> it's not my what I'm an old grouch because Facebook stole all of our information. They didn't steal it. We gave it to them. We didn't yeah. realize it, but we gave we it to them. The term. We were yeah. too busy. We were too busy wanting to play Farmville and fill out surveys and tell us which Muppet we are. Yeah, well, what an asshole I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, if we're stupid enough to do those things, we deserve what we get. <laughs> Correct. I hope that defense holds up in court. <laughs> yeah, sure I think honor. so. It held up. Honor. Look, he it, held, it held up during the election. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion it was more than just the one thing. But here <laughs> we are. <laughs> yeah, perhaps you're right. Um, you can also email us those two jerks at gmail.com you can call us and leave a voicemail 321-76-JERKS you can find all that information and a lot more well I would say a, a mediocre amount more at those two jerks.com <laughs> just more <laughs> yeah more and more we'll just go and with that more. <laughs> you can find all that plus at those two jerks.com <laughs> google plus <laughs> Oh, so for the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and the fantastic Chris Vu, I am the Tom Alexander, and until people start joining my Lipitor cult, we will <laughs> remain those two jerks. See you next time.